Mommy needs a minute. Hello there. Welcome to the Mommy Needs a Minute podcast, your weekly dose of some real talk on motherhood. I'm Jenna, your host and mom to four-year-old Stone, and I'm also the creator of Hands Down, the super handy shopping app for parents. I'm so stoked because today our guest is very special to me personally. She's one of my best friends, Esther. Esther and I recently paired up to go on a mom trip and not just any mom trip, but a big one. This past May, Esther and I kissed our families goodbye and flew across the world to Morocco for 12 days. That's correct. I left my family for 12 days to go away with my friend to learn, explore, eat, and shop. You really have to find the right travel buddy, you know. And for us, it's just really sounded appealing. (laughs) And so we went for it. And so I'm so happy to have Esther here on the show because this was a truly unique and magical experience for us. And honestly, I wasn't going to go on this trip because mom guilt and other things. But I went, and I'm so happy I did. So let's get to it. Hey, Esther. Hello. The first thing that I wanted to talk about was how we decided to go on this trip. I think we were talking about wanting to go on a creative trip because you and I both have creative interests. We roomed randomly in Aruba together. Uh, and I think that was the first time that we had actually like really traveled together, especially internationally. And I remember we were sitting on the bed and I was like, Jenna, you want to go to Morocco on this ice die and travel journal trip? And I think you were a full body yes that very moment. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was when you first proposed it to me. And it's funny. So we went to Aruba right after COVID. And in Aruba, we roomed together. And when you have, you know, this group of friends, like we're all big personalities. And I don't know, I had anxiety around rooming with some of them. Like, anyway, you and I ended up together and we were shocked to be like the perfect travel pairing. So that was nice. Totally. And then we got home and a couple months later, you messaged me and you said that trip to Morocco has been posted live. I think we should go. And I was like, Esther, are you crazy? I can't just like go to Morocco. (laughs) And I said to my husband, I was like, Jeff, Esther wants me to go to Morocco with her. And he was like, you should go. I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. And you better like make the decision and just like do it and book it because otherwise you're going to just like never stop talking about it and think about it too much. And that's how we did it. We just like quickly just did it. Totally. Well, and it also required a level of commitment because you had to put a deposit down. So I felt like that also really helped with ensuring that we were going to take that time and really just make sure we were taking care of ourselves. I also am well-practiced in having 
solo mom trips because this is something that my husband and I have done for a few years now where we have agreed upon solo trips, which I think is so from me and my family unit and my personality is so needed. So it's something that I really wanted to bring into other mom friends lives as a potential possibility to get some time to themselves and to explore that creative side and get to see someplace new. This is so cool. So you so explain to us how this works, because, okay, so just to back up, Esther is like super type A and systematic. So (laughs) everything that she does has like a system and an organization to it, including the way that she goes on vacation. So explain to us how you and Dennis break out your trips for the year. Yeah, so we talked about a timeline. So we each get a certain amount of time. And every year, it's kind of fluctuated, though the last two years, it's been two weeks, where we each get to either take it all at once or have smaller trips over the year. I decided to take mine all at once because who's going to go to Morocco for three days, (laughs) Um, especially from here. And then we budget a year in advance. So we have a category in our budget for each of our solo trips so that we don't have to necessarily like check in about the amount of money we're spending because we know exactly how much we have set aside, which actually for us takes a lot of the contention out of having that conversation. Because a lot of the times the fights tend to happen around money, right? Like how are those finances being spent? And you know, when you're taking a trip by yourself, it's hard for the other person to see the value in that. Right? right. And when we first started it, it was like shorter trips. It was like, I think we did like a week. And I think we've just gotten to a place where we come back so lit up and inspired and just ready to be the partner and the mom that really is going to be in the highest service of not only ourselves, but our families. And it, it's just been something that has been a great practice to us. So we try to spread that practice to other people. And even if it is just like a weekend to go to a cabin with a girlfriend or even by yourself, I think it's there's so much like your your well is refilled so that you can come back and be a, a really considerate and present part of the family. I talked about your budget meeting in a previous episode of this show when Theo showed up and presented something like he wanted like a Xbox or Zelda game or something like that. And he presented it in the budget meeting and like brought his piggy bank. (laughs) You guys are really dialed with this. I love that you each value each other's time to yourselves. And my family were that way. Also, people laugh at me when I say this, but my husband and I don't vacation well together. You know, like we'll go on a family trip to like the beach with my parents or something. But I, the last thing that I want is to like go on a two-week vacation with my husband. I love him more than anyone on this planet. I absolutely adore this man. But to go on vacation with him is like my own version of hell. I just <laughs> can't do it. We have opposite ideas of relaxation and adventure. So these girl trips are so important to me. And I've learned a lot from you and Dennis around how to really identify your need for that space to yourself. And I think that this trip for us was we were just so aligned in needing it. And it did so much for us outside of just like getting away. I mean, this trip that Esther and I went on was an artist retreat in Morocco. So this wasn't just us saying, we're going to Morocco for like two and a half weeks. Woohoo! It was us. We follow an artist named Anna Joyce, who also is going to be on this show, actually. Anna is an incredible textile artist. And 
she gathered like a ton of fame essentially during COVID because people were getting really into tie dyeing and she like wrote the book on dyeing. So Esther and I really wanted to learn directly from her and she was hosting this retreat in Morocco. So we weren't only excited to go together. We were also kind of fangirling over meeting this artist who's our like hero, our Shiro. Our Shiro, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anna Joyce is amazing. If you get a chance to check her out on Etsy, she has some amazing, and Instagram, she's got some amazing tie-dye and also paintings. She's so inspirational. And it was such an honor and pleasure to be able to go on this retreat with her. She's a great facilitator. I will say that I really felt held and safe in the container that she created. And the space that we were in was just incredible, like every detail. And that's what I think about Morocco is so special is that the craftsmanship and the quality is just so unparalleled, like everything's handmade. And it is so detailed. And you can tell that so much love and effort was put into making everything look beautiful. The spaces there are so incredible. The spaces are incredible. And the people were incredible. The people too. You know, so I don't travel internationally that much. I mean, I have, but I have severe food allergies. And so I try to only travel internationally where I can really communicate with the people. And in Morocco, they speak French and I speak a little bit of French. So I was able to communicate. But I also was willing to go because I knew that Esther would take care of me. (laughs) And even my husband was like, well, I'm just glad that Esther's going because if anybody could take care of you and you're like half dead, it would be Esther. (laughs) Um, So that was really nice for me to just like be able to rest assured, which I never traveling internationally is honestly terrifying for me. And in this case, it wasn't because because I had you there. So that was really nice. Also, before we left, you know, I'm building this business. I have a four-year-old who's very, very like mommy, 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 mommy. He actually told me the other day, he said, I really do love dad, but I just love you so much more. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Way to be real honest. (laughs) So before the trip, I just... I didn't feel like it was the right time for me to go, not only because of Stone, mostly because of work. And I was so stressed out. And I called Esther and I kind of planted the seed. And I was just like, I've got a lot going on and I'm just not sure if this is the right time. And Esther was like, see you there. (laughs) (laughs) You going was the only thing that made me like 100% have to go. I was like, well, Esther's already going and I want to be with Esther. So I guess I should just go. But it's really hard to take that kind of time for yourself and set everything else aside and just jump forward and do something purely selfish, not selfish in a bad way, but in a good way. Like this was just for me and for no one else, not my colleagues, not my investors, not my son, not my dog, not my husband, none of these people that lean on me and rely on me. It was it was just for me, for us. Yeah. I'm so glad that I did it. Yeah. And something that I say at work, you know, I work at a scale up HR tech company. And something that I say as a leader to all of my managers is that the work is going to be there tomorrow, right? Regardless of whether you take this time and you're quote unquote selfish or not, the work is going to be there tomorrow. So why not take the time to invest in yourself and really come back to yourself so that you can show up to whatever it is tomorrow, fully embodied and present? 
into the work that you're doing. I think that I carry that philosophy through to my life as a mom too. You know, I have an eight-year-old, so I'm a little bit ahead of the child's journey. Um, (laughs) And I am a more present, more loving, more compassionate mother when I do take the time to come back to myself because it's like a gas tank. If you're running on empty all the time, you're going to be empty and you're going to show up empty for your kids and for your partner. So I think it's so important. And I'm so glad, Jenna, that you just decided to do it, whether I was the force for that or not. I'm so (laughs) glad that you took the time to do that. So many of us moms, especially because just so much is expected out of us and there's so many distractions and something always needs to get done. And I have to make myself the most ridiculous to-do lists that literally say stupid things like take out the garbage. Like, of course, take out the garbage. But no, like I can't even stay focused because there's so many things to do. And it's no wonder that our tanks, you know, go on empty. And, you know, going on a mom trip is another item on that list or planning a trip, deciding on what friend to go with, where to go, what to do. I mean, that's all work. I have a great recording from when we first got there in our bed. We were so out of it, (laughs) but we'll share it here. Reporting in live from Marrakesh, Morocco with one of my besties, Esther. Hi. (laughs) And we're sitting here thinking about how amazing it is that we left our families behind. And we get to spend mom friends day together and have this amazing once in a lifetime trip with each other. In Morocco. In Morocco. Marrakesh. It's so amazing. It feels like a dream, to be honest. We were laying in our beds. We have little twin beds in our room. Let's paint the picture. Our room is not huge. It's small. It's got Moroccan tile, blue tile with a white pattern and a bold red and pink Moroccan rug and these two little firm twin beds (laughs) with pink blankets with tassels on them and these incredible curtains and art everywhere and lanterns. And we were laying in our little beds, kind of like cracked out from flying overnight. (laughs) Overnight, yeah. And we were like, I can't believe we're in Morocco. (laughs) (laughs) There's something really special about having a trip without your kids. I mean, I am all for traveling with your kids and having those family memories, but there's something really special to come back to yourself and to be able to witness a friend who's going on that journey with you. Um, it's just so incredible and special. Um, and it's a memory that I'm going to cherish for the rest of my life. A hundred percent. Yeah. It was hard to leave the family, though, for me. I know it's not as hard for you. (laughs) I'm a mean mommy. That's my, like, my tag, mean mommy. We call her mean mommy. (laughs) But um, I hear you. And it is really hard to leave your loved ones. But I feel like when you come back, you're so energized and you're so much more present to being a mom and a partner that in some ways, while it's really hard, it is so fulfilling and nourishing to go on these trips and to come back to yourself because you know you're you're with you all the time right and to come back to yourself keeps you really grounded and then you can show up for the people in your life in a more grounded way I also think it's really important as women to give ourselves permissions also as leaders like you know Jenna's the CEO I'm a senior director at a tech company 
to be the example and to actually go and take vacations because I feel like so many women feel like they have to work harder be- than all of the other men around them. And then that creates the cycle of like people who become burnt out and don't take vacation because they see yeah. their boss not taking vacation. So I think as an example um, of like a powerful, empowered female leader too, you have to take that time for yourself. Totally agree. I'm just so happy we're here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> we were just so excited to be there. But anyway, now coming out of it, what were some of the highlights of the trip for you? Mm. Well, I, when I think about Morocco, I think about two things, uh, which is one, the craftsmanship and like quality of the artisanship that's there and the people. I've never been to a place where I felt so like warmly welcomed as an outsider as I did in Morocco. It was just really incredible to see how welcoming and loving people can be, right? Because when you think about as a U.S. citizen, I think about anywhere in like Africa, North Africa, or the Middle East, and I have this like stereotype in my mind. And I was actually a little nervous because I was like, is am I going to a really conservative place? I'm not a very conservative dresser. So I was like, <laughs> oh my God, am I going to get in like a lot of trouble? Am I going to feel like unwanted and unwelcome? And, you know, obviously we talked about packing so that we're respectful, but I actually didn't feel any of that. And I actually came back like super lit up and inspired creatively speaking. I did too. And my light was out creatively when we left. I've been creative since the day I was born. And, you know, you usually can't find me with clean hands. My hands are usually covered in dye or paint or something. They actually are right now because Stone's really into watercolor. Thanks to (gasps) you for teaching me a little bit about how that works. Going on that trip was kind of like, is this really what I should be doing? And then, you know, once we pulled the dye out, pulled out the paper, pulled out our sketchbooks. I mean, there was one day where Esther and I (laughs) sat at a table and painted for eight hours straight. And one of our friends there like got up and disappeared for a while. And I was like, where did David go? Where is he? And it was like, David took a break because you've been sitting here for seven hours. (laughs) I could have sat there for another seven hours. I mean, it was, we were learning all of these new creative skills and I was learning how to paint with different materials that I had never painted with before. And, you know, I usually like to work with inks and dyes and these were all kinds of different types of paints. And we were, and we were stenciling and we were collaging and we were just having so much fun. And I was even like dressed kind of crazy and comfortable. Like everything about it was just out there. And it was just like a dream to me. It was, it felt like somewhere I don't belong at home, but that I belong. And it made me come home and want to bring that part of me back out. I am a happier person since I got back from that trip. I am like at least three points happier. Yeah. That's so wonderful. I love hearing that, that you brought that back into your, and what a gift to be able to share that with Stone, right? Your love of creation and expression. I love that. Yeah. And I didn't even mean to do it. I think when I came back, I was still sketchbooking. I was still doing some stenciling. I was just drawing a little bit and he would like sit and watch me. And then he took out his paints one day with my husband before I got home 
And now just every day, all he wants to do is make artwork and he calls it his work. He says, mom, can you take out my work? <laughs> I love that so much. Can you take I out know. my work? Can you take out my work? And and then he tells us, he says, I'm an artist. Did you know that? Did you know that I'm an artist? And one thing I thought about was as a mom and a working mom, and I, I'm just, I feel so busy all the time. I feel like I can never make room to plan something or pull, like even my husband says, let's have a party for our friends this weekend. And I'm like, oh, when am I going to do the grocery shopping? What are we going to cook? You know, like I just get overwhelmed by these tasks. And planning a trip is one of those that's overwhelming to me. The concept of a retreat that feels like the modern day, I, it just feels like a revolution in travel to me, honestly. It feels like what's necessary for us right now. Going on a retreat means that your activities are planned out, your days are planned out, your meals are covered, the expense is all included. And I was a little bit nervous, honestly, about the expense of the trip at first. It wasn't anything crazy, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's not just like booking an Airbnb somewhere and getting there. It's everything, you know, included. And I have to say the value of getting there and turning my brain off and just like having everything planned, everything taken care of, like we'd come down and get coffee in the morning and be like, so what are we doing today? And somebody would just tell us and we would get dressed and just go do it. And that was such a luxury. I mean, wow. Yeah, totally. I mean, as a type A person, Jenna, you know this about me. <laughs> Part of me was like nervous about relinquishing control because that is a lot of how I relate to the world and how I feel safe, right? Like I control the situations around me so that I can feel safe in the situations that I'm in. And so that was, I think, a really great lesson in letting go and just trusting in the process. And I'm so glad that I did because it was really incredible to turn the brain off because oftentimes the moms are like, this is what we're doing. We have to have snacks. We have to have supplies, right? Like what, <laughs> And like everything. And this is the timetable because you have to go to sleep, right? So going and being like, actually, we're going to tell you what you're doing was so great. I brought so many snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Esther made fun of me because we were unpacking on the first day and I pull out this like huge pouch and I have literally I think like 35 different types of granola bars and Twizzlers and chips and like all this stuff and I was just like we might get we might need a nosh I don't know we might get hungry <laughs> That's one and, thing I love about you, Jenna. Like I knew that you were going to have a huge pack of Twizzlers. I knew that about coming in. I love them so much. Esther, one of the best parts, I think, about exploring Morocco was that, I mean, I'm a visual person. The visuals of this place are absolutely incredible. They say that the sun reflects off of the Sahara and provides this like soft lighting on the city of Marrakesh, which is called the Red City, because all of the buildings have to be painted the same color. It's kind of like a terracotta coral red, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so the whole city has this kind of warm light bouncing off of it. And so the shadows and the shapes, everything, every single angle is so stunning. And the doors are all painted these amazing colors. And behind every door is just this like magical oasis. Like you go to a restaurant, you open the door and it's just like unlike anything you've ever seen. And I feel like, you know, my husband and I talk all about how there's no surprises anymore in life, right? 
we kind of know what to expect. Even you go somewhere, like you look it up on Instagram first and you like see what everything's going to look like. You know, like there's no even, you know, you find out what kind what gender your baby's going to be before they're born. Like we literally have access to so much information, but no amount of photography or information or Instagram stories could have prepared me for the majestic lighting of Marrakesh. Yeah, I would say that that is quite accurate. It it was more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. Like in my wildest dreams, if I thought about what I would see in Morocco, I didn't really think about how beautiful it would be. And how, again, how artistic the city is. Like I feel like that color palette inspires so much creativity and the like softness of the light and then all the lines of the architecture too it's just so incredible and inspiring so we did a lot of shopping i mean we can't talk about marrakesh without talking about the rugs oh my god the rugs (laughs) i mean i I look at the rugs in my house now and i'm just like puh burn it Uh, yeah yeah this west arm rug get luck get this ikea rug out of my house (laughs) I mean, what happens in Morocco is that the women aren't educated that are in these specific tribes all over the nation, and they are trained on weaving. So the family passes down their artistry through the generations, and they learn how to weave. But there's no patterns to follow. There's no rules or templates. And so these women are hand-weaving rugs just based off of whatever they're feeling. Like, it's just pure emotional expression and artistry. And when you shop for rugs at these different boutiques and dealers throughout the city, you walk in a store or in, you know, a room, and they just start rolling them out. I mean, they just throw them down and roll them out. And it's like five guys that come, and two of them roll it, and one of them throws it, and one of them pushes it. And then you either say la, which means no, or munkin, which means maybe. And it goes in a maybe pile. And that goes on for like an hour. They just throw rugs down, and everyone is like, (gasps) I mean, we're just gasping at how beautiful everyone is, such a work of art. And then you go through, then they wrap up all the laws and they get rid of them. And then you go through the moonkeen pile. And it was just, I mean, I messaged my husband and I said, we have a massive problem. And I really hope I don't come home with more than one or two rugs because this is a situation. (laughs) Yeah, oh, it was a situation. And what's really cool is that a lot of the dealers are vintage dealers too. So these rugs have stories and had lifetimes before they even made it to that shop for us to look at. So when whenever I look at the rugs that, that I brought home, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like they went through an entire journey and now they're here in my home and hopefully they'll get passed to my kid or, you know, to somebody and the journey will continue. Can we also talk about how Morocco is a country of very good looking men, right? Like for moms on like a solo mom trip, (laughs) it was like the perfect situation because it was literally, it was a wow situation. It was definitely like a, around every corner, like the first two days we're like composing ourselves. And after that, we're like playing a little bit cooler, but damn. (laughs) Talk about tall, dark and handsome. Yeah. I mean, it just was, and just the kindest people, right? Like, obviously, the handsome part is awesome because 
who doesn't want eye candy, you know, <laughs> everywhere you look, but combined with the warmth and the soul of the people in Morocco, it was just really, really, really incredible. Yeah, it was just like the sweetest, best looking men. And I will add, they all loved Esther. <laughs> the men were so into Esther. We wouldn't be able to talk about our trip to Morocco without talking about paradise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, if you guys didn't know, Jenna's name means paradise in Morocco. So every time she introduced herself, people would just like kind of audibly gasp and be like, you're paradise. Yeah. And I also, something interesting that happened to paradise in Morocco was whatever was in the tagine made me smell like something I've never smelled like before. I mean, I had this epic bio. Like, I am a flower. Like, I usually smell like a vanilla musk. Like, I am Miss Tata Harper Ursa Major. Like, I have these nice natural scents. I go to Morocco and I am a tank. I was just like, Esther, can you smell me? And you were like, yes, yes, Jenna, I can smell you. <laughs> I, I remember you like bought deodorant because you were like, I can't even yeah. handle how I smell right now. I never wear deodorant. And so we called it the odor de paradise. <laughs> it was, it was very sweet. But okay. So this, uh, listen, th these things are all probably like funny to us and nobody else cares, but look at us, this group of friends who Esther and I, Esther lives in North Carolina. I live in Vermont. We went to college together. We probably see each other once a year on like a good year. We talk a lot, mm -hmm. but we have these amazing memories that we were able to capture because we went on this like epic adventure that I almost canceled literally the week before because there was too much going on in my life. So the reason why we want to talk about this is just because it's like, a, you know, take the trip, right? Just take the trip, take the trip, the work. The family, it's all going to be there tomorrow in some way, shape, or form. So take the trip. Prioritize yourself. And it doesn't even mean you have to go on a 10-day trip to Morocco. It could mean you take a day or a couple hours to yourself just to come back to yourself. And I feel like with you, Jenna, this was a really great opportunity for us to deepen our friendship um, and really get to know each other as mothers and creatives in a way that we've never done before. And I just feel so grateful that I got the opportunity to do that um, and to get to know you deeper. And I will also say that I'm leaving this trip knowing that you and I are a really good haggling pair. We, we like are. really got our haggling <laughs> skills down. And I love that. And I'm really looking forward to future adventures where we get to travel and haggle together. Me too. We are like travel buddies for life and we'll always get the best deal. That's for sure. Since, you know, I'm the queen of recommendations and I can't have a podcast without sharing Rex, what was one thing you brought on the trip that you felt you like can't live without? I would say for this trip in particular, it was my Lululemon fanny pack or fanny pack in general. I just love having my wallet, cell phone and like money and identification really easily accessible and strapped to my body. I love the Lululemon fanny pack too. I have a summer one and a winter one, lavender and black, and I wear them every day. It's a great one. Mine was the Ursa Major face wipes. I love them because they're so tiny they can fit in your pocket. 
And Mm -hmm. I just like, especially on this trip in the odor to paradise, I really needed them. (laughs) But it's just, they were just a really nice, like refreshing. I use them on the plane. I use them in a hotel room. I use them on the go. I like to like clean my face, put on more sunscreen, that kind of stuff. So those were really great. Well, I can't wait for our next trip. And I kind of want to go right back to Morocco and explore a bit more. Maybe we can go to the desert and the blue city next. Yeah, I am calling that in. All right, great. (laughs) And that's it for today's episode. I hope we can inspire you a little bit to do something just for you, whether it's a trip or taking some space or whatever feels good, because it's so hard for us moms to do that. Life just gets in the way, but taking time for yourself, as you can see, is really so important and so impactful. So Remember to subscribe to this podcast to get all new episodes and catch up on past favorites. And if you love the pod, please give us a five-star review. It really helps. If there's a topic you want us to cover or you have thoughts to contribute, be sure to DM us on Instagram at handsdowntheapp or email us at hello at handsdown.shop. We'll feature real moms like you and me and Esther and yours and our stories throughout the season. So we'll see you next time.